Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June 17th, 2022. How the heck are you? I'm hot. I'm hot as hell right now. And I'm not talking about in like a sexual manner. I'm I'm talking about temperature. It's that time again. Uh, I don't know if you've po- if you've if you've been with the pod since like the beginning, you know how this goes. Uh summer comes and it I'm, I'm sweating and Luckily, we're not doing hour-long podcast episodes anymore. Just doing, you know, usually 30-minute bumps at the latest, at the longest. So that's good. Because uh, <laughs> I don't like having my brain melt. Let's see. The week was okay. I want to say it was a good week. Mentally, I've kind of been in the dumpster. But, you know, that happens. That's life. That's life. Food Corner. I had some pizza today from Jets. I know I went back this time. I got all the crust options. So that's the Cajun crust. That's the sesame seed crust. And then the signature turbo crust, which is Romano cheese, I believe, and butter. So it's all on the crust. That's all happening, baby. I got a small hand tossed with barbecue sauce and red onions and pineapple that's right i got weird with it so that happened also i wanted to do a little something different i got a kit kat blueberry muffin i've been wanting these for so long i finally found them at a little market after i got my pizza so i was like i'm gonna take it home because i didn't want it to melt it's so hot i hate melted chocolate in my hands no 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 good so I wanted to wait till I got home, and I was like, oh, I'm doing the episode. So I was like, let me just do a little unwrapping, and I'm going to do a little ASMR. So if you don't like it, I don't know, fast forward like a few minutes or something. You don't want to hear me chomping on a Kit Kat. Oh, man, did it deform it? I'm, I'm worried about the heat and the refreeze because I put it in the refrigerator. Looks okay. Looks like we're all right. We got action. I'm not going to eat the whole thing. Oh, you can smell the blueberry. I like that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we're going to take two. I'm not a monster. I'm going to break it into one, actually. Okay. Um, I'm a blueberry guy. So, this is really hitting the spot. I like it. I'm definitely going to eat another one. Another little stick. And then we'll get to it. Mmm. Yeah, that's a good call. Not sponsored. I could be, but you know. Kit Kat, holler at me. Mmm. Let me get a swig here. Alright. Alright. Oh man. That tastes gonna linger with me though. Um it's not a bad aftertaste though. Gonna say that. Uh number rating. Ooh, I don't know. Kit Kat's still better. Like, normal Kit Kit Kat is still up there. It's still, like, I would rather eat that. You know, apples to apples. But this is a great variation. Say 8 out of 10 on my candy scale. That's, that's, I'm being a little generous. But I like blueberry, like I said. Alright. We usually have our Ukraine-Russia segment on the first episode of the weekend. So, I'm not disappointing. Got this from Yahoo News. Via Reuters, 
amid ooh, amid fierce fighting, Russian forces cut last Severodonetsk escape route. So pretty much it's looking grimmer and grimmer for the situation in Severodonetsk in the Donbass area. It looks like, you know, the push is still happening, squeeze is still happening. They've made it now so that no one can really leave or enter the town. So that means there's no like humanitarian corridor anymore, none of that. So people are now, you know, stuck in this like chemical plant. It's not looking like things are going to get better. I know this isn't in the article, but it did happen. I mean, there's a lot of news I'm going to be missing uh, probably this weekend, but I might try to like either put some episode or links like on my page or something like that. Maybe some fill in or I might get to them. I'm not sure yet, but I know Biden is sending another billion dollars in military aid, which I get. I understand. I'm glad that we are still supporting. I do think, though, that the American attention spans a little bit short on these kind of things. It starts like you know, you start to go, you know, when you're paying for all this stuff, all the increases and things that are going on, which we're going to cover a little bit later, actually, in this uh, episode. It just starts feeling like hard to be like, wow. Another billion dollars. I mean, granted, it's usually a bunch of military stuff. Like, I think they gave them more longer range artillery to help out. Uh, they've been asking for that, and, and they're going to continue to. I get that. I understand that. This war has only been a, a success because of the Western effort to support and prop it up. So they just they're going to keep needing more and more and more. Especially with the focused version of what Russia is doing with this quote-unquote special operation. Which I also heard, um, what was it, Sergei Lavrov like came up and uh, they covered it on the BBC podcast where he's like, we didn't invade. That's like special, it was a special operation. Like how many times have I got to tell you? Like it's just such a weird gaslight. But so the situation is not too great, not good, but... You know, I will continue to keep you posted there, and you can read that article on Yahoo News, yeah? In other news, this is just more or less Russia. I kind of missed the boat on it last week, but I figured I'd cover it this week. Got this from CNN. Rebranded McDonald's restaurants are unveiled in Russia. So, the name of the restaurant is called Vusnu and Tochka? I'm probably not getting that right, but it translates to tasty and that's it. I've also heard that like the that's it is more like that's it, period. So it's like tasty, period. That's kind of the vibe of it. I, I imagine you can kind of say it either way. I'm going to oscillate between maybe those three variations throughout this little bit. But let's see. The owner now is Alexander Nikolaevich Gavor. Excuse me. And then, what is it? Oleg Parov is serving as a director general. They plan to open 200 branches by the end of June and all branches by the end of summer, according to press release. So there's some numbers in the article. I did get to watch a YouTube video from a person who's like formerly from Russia, has like friends in Russia kind of you know gave a scoop of like what it's like and then showed also like a video of like a person doing a taste test i know the big mac is no longer there 
Also, I found out they had, like, and I mean, this is every McDonald's across the world. They all have their little uh, unique items that only they have there. But I guess they had the Big and Tasty still there before at the old McDonald's before they left. But they can't replace that. They can't replace the Big Mac. I think there's, like, legal reasons. Also, they have a ton of supplies, but they're all, like, older supplies. Like, Coke and Pepsi are planning on moving. Granted, Pepsi's not in, is not connected to McDonald's. But both of those companies are leaving, but there is so much Coke that's left over that they can still kind of use that, at least for the general initial opening this year. So that's what they're doing. Also, I saw they have cheese sauce. They have cheese sauces. And I was like, what? But what they were doing, it was really, really like just a jerry-rigged moment. They, They had the sauces, but they had a Sharpie marker out the little McDonald's emblem in the corner. But I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Overall, the food apparently is pretty comparable. People are like, um, you know, it's, this feels like McDonald's. You know, this is this is scratching the itch. There's things that they miss. The packaging's a little different. I think it's like like a like a white little container for the fries. Also, the symbol that they have is a orange burger circle. And then two fries lay diagonally next to each other, like to the right of it. And it's in a um, green background. So that's a little different. It's kind of got an M vibe to it, but it also looks like the Marriott symbol. So I don't know. I guess it kind of just gives you the energy of it. They had a, a quote I wanted to get here. And it was from a 19 year old. And they, the CNN article kind of goes into like what he's wearing and what he says. Um, the patron don- was donning a Z hat, which is a reference to the symbol used by Russian troops amid the war in Ukraine. So it's like a victory symbol. Vla- Vaz- Ooh, sorry, Vlasov told CNN he didn't think it was a contradiction to be showing his support for Russian forces in Ukraine while eating American style fast food. Food and politics have nothing in common, he said. And then he goes on further to say that Russia's withdrawal from Russia is an economic measure holding us back. I see it as clear as day, and I know what has to be done, and I don't mind it. I know it is just how it has to be because the rest of the world sees us as aggressors, which we are. We invaded a sovereign state by law, but also... By law, we protected a nation who is fighting for their own sovereignty. So there is a lot of issues right now. I'm just trying to enjoy some good old McDonald's, man. And it, it, that's the last quote. That's the last part of it really just, like, hit me. It, like, he's like, this is a guy who's, like, you know, he's a 19-year-old. He, he's a kid in Russia, you know, a young adult in Russia. And he's, it's this is a just-like-us moment. Like, ah. I, after reading this article that day, or the next day I went and I got a McDonald's breakfast. I don't know. It just hit home. <laughs> it just hit home, you know? So I, I, I thought this was kind of interesting. Wanted to talk about it. Wanted to cover it. We also had some more customer responses and stuff like that. Also, there's an update. Also, got this from CNN. CNN World. Controversial UK deportation flight to Rwanda grounded. After all asylum seekers removed. So this, like I said, was an update. 
uh, from April, they the Britain the British government had announced that they had a plan to deal with all these asylum seekers who were coming by boat. Also, I believe too, I heard in um, you know some stories where people were trying to make plane flights and then they you know were apprehended, detained. So, I mean, people will go by boat, by plane, whatever means that they can to get to these better places to, you know, to live, you know. They are coming from war-torn, you know, impoverished areas. It's no different than Ukraine, which is kind of a point I want to get to maybe, like, to wrap this up. But, essentially, Britain is like, we got to we gotta fast-track something. We got to do something. And so, they kind of came up with this, what I would call a half-baked plan with Rwanda Essentially, like over five years, they're going to like fund them some money and essentially they are going to send migrants via plane to Rwanda. And now this has sparked a lot of outrage amongst, you know, human rights people. Uh, actually, a intervention by the European Court of Human Rights uh, stepped up. And there was a decision made to just halt this whole thing. Like, this has got to stop. This is a violation of rights. You can't do that. These people have, like, you know, have called for asylum. This is just not how this is supposed to go. This is literally not ethical. It's not correct. It's not right. So, you know, I guess UK's mad a little bit. They're a little disappointed. But I don't know if this pause is going to be permanent. Most likely not. Most likely it's just kind of be something that's like a bit, like a bit of a stall. But it is sad to hear some of these people's, you know, these their testimonials. They're like, this was my shot, and you're going to send me to Rwanda? This is another third world country. They they literally said, I would rather kill myself. I would rather die than go there. It's nothing against the people or anything like that. It's just you are taking them from the situation that they're fighting so hard to get to, and you're now sending them more or less, even further back, they're like, "No, you could literally send me back to the country that I'm that I'm initially from." Please, if you're gonna send me back anywhere, just do that. Don't send me to Rwanda. Now, Rwanda, it's a situation for them where they do stand to benefit. Now they try to say, "Hey, like that's not the the reason that we're doing this. It's just like a good humanitarian thing for us to do. We aren't just trying to do this temporarily. We're trying to like keep doing this. We think this is a good thing, but it is." kind of clear that they aren't really able to do this not to mention that the people coming there do not want to be there they are going to most likely do the best that they can to leave they are not going to integrate with the society which is what is the hypothetical end game here that uk is like yeah that's what we're gonna do it's better ah. but like i said at the same time you've allowed all of these you know uk or not UK, I'm sorry, uh, Ukrainian migrants or refugees, whatever the word you want to use here, you've allowed them to come in, no problem. We're not going to stop you, we're not going to halt you, nothing. We understand, there's war, oh, it's crazy, Putin sucks. Okay, war sucks, drought sucks, famine sucks. You should be working with all these people. I, I just, I, it's gross, it's icky as fuck. So, I would definitely keep you posted on that, okay, I would definitely keep you updated on that. We're going to go back to the States. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, some economics, a little bit of economy with your boy Isaiah. That was the best person to talk to you about economy. You know I know money. You know I know how to spend it. <laughs> no. Okay. So, guys, some Reuters. 
explainer. What is a bear market? Uh, essentially, I just wanted to have this kind of article as a touchstone. It is a good read. It explains, you know, some stuff like more or less um, a bull market is the ideal. Apparently, like it's it's based off of animal movements when they're attacking, doing stuff. So, like bulls, apparently, they when they gore, they're using horns. They 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 go up. I'm I'm doing the actual thing. <laughs> I know you can't see me doing that. Thank God. But you know, bulls they gore upwards, and then the tendency of bears obviously is they slash down. So, essentially, if the market rises twenty percent, you're in a bull market. If it falls twenty percent at the end of the day and stays there. You're in a bear market, which isn't good. That's not what you want. Bear markets lead to recessions. Recessions can lead to depressions. Um, apparently, it's one of those things that's very weird to think about. But you know, technically, we've lived through a depression. At least you know the millennials, like myself, uh, they have a number here. Let's see if I can find it in this article. But I think essentially that didn't last too long. Uh, only thirty-three days to bottom and then we bounce back in 2020 so yeah so we've all lived through that that's not just a millennial thing i think there was another time too when it was like about the housing market during the like barack obama barack obama barack obama administration that it happened but it can vary from time to time the apparently the dot-com bubble bear market uh lasted uh 929 days to bottom so that's that's not cute. So you don't really know. This naturally, um, it just means that a lot of people are like pulling in, pulling in their money. They're cashing out their stocks and stuff like that. And they're not reinvesting. They're not producing. They're not growing more. And that's not what you want. That means that you're not hiring more as companies. You're being way more frugal. You're not expanding as much during a bear market. You're worried. You're scared. Uh, there's been reference to this with Elon Musk. He's been talking. He's like, oh, um, I think things are bad right now for the economy, so we should, like, fire people. And then he was put on blast, and he's like, oh, no, we're not going to fire people. Uh, also, some leftovers that I'm probably not going to get to, maybe maybe not. Uh, he's being sued. Uh, I think, like, a big number. But, you know, that's that's another thing. Whole other issue. But essentially, you know, we're in a bear market officially. It's no bueno. It's not good. I don't like it. I, I, it's weird. Like I don't want to say, oh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm freaking out. It's the Fed, though. This is in response to the situation that we've kind of been talking about, just with inflation just rising and rising and rising. And the Fed is trying to combat that. They're trying to do something to stop it, slow it down. That's their job. But this is such a negative feeling. It feels bad. You don't know how long it's going to last, and how long are the, the ramifications of it. So it's spooky. It's ooky. But I'll keep you posted with what I learned. <laughs> All right, let me take that smoky breaky broca broca. I don't know. I can't clean that one up. That's whatever. It's unedited. Who cares? Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man, I'm not getting hydrated. I'm not getting hydrated with Ryan Geist, but it is what it is. It's good. Ooh. So I wanted to end uh, the episode on a bit of a sadder note, but it was news that was 
you know, pretty big. Let's see, I got this from The Guardian. And the title is How the Final Journey of Dom Phillips and Bruno Pieria Ended in Tragedy. So essentially the article is a timeline of events that unfolded between Dom Phillips, who is a journalist who is writing a book about, you know, preserving the Amazon, the things that are happening there. Uh, There's a lot of uh, deforestation, uh, outside companies coming in, and really just just taking away from the forest, really stripping it down, really just harvesting all the resources. And it's also about the people of the area fighting back. Ooh. Ooh, there it is. Okay, sorry. Um, So it's, he's been chronicling his story. I want to say it's been over like 17 years or he's made like a bunch of trips to this area to document it. So it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of work he's been compiling. But essentially, it was him and then also Bruno Pieria, who was a you know a regional expert. So he was a person kind of helping him navigate, get through the area. I imagine like maybe talking, communicating with people, stuff like that. But throughout their travel... They um, they went to go do an interview, and it was like I guess like one of his last interviews he was planning on doing. Apparently, the person wasn't there, but there was another fisherman, a fisherman, and apparently, like they're kind of two people that like the the people who like patrol the area try to protect it. They um, they really are trying to fight back against on a local level, and it is the outside fishermen and invaders. So. Let's see, they did have a name here. Let me see if I can find it. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, okay, sorry. It was a 17-day expedition. Sorry, but he has been working on this for, like, years. Uh, Here we go. And uh, a fisherman um, who went by the name of... Armarildo de Castel Oliviera, Oliviera, sorry. Um, apparently, he was, the, the two were warned about this, like, man and this group of people who, you know, are very hostile, and they're really, I think, like, against other outsiders and stuff like that, and this man had saw him had saw the two go up to the house. They weren't there. Like, the the person they were going to interview wasn't there. So, on their way back, they get on the boat to go, and they are then shot and killed, and the boat is then brought to shore by a whole group. So, they only have the one guy, but this, you know, he may have confessed already, but essentially, they, they took all the valuables and I think some of the clothing of the men... And they took them into another spot and they put them in a flooded area. Or maybe they put the stuff in a flooded area and buried the bodies. That's how it happened. So, super sad situation. But they were able to apprehend that man. And he confessed. So, that is good that they were able to find the body. Uh, now, Bolsonaro. Um, let's see. Yeah. Yer Bolsonaro. He, I mean, to me, I'm just going to say it, I think he's a piece of shit. He's a very right-wing, uh, industrialist kind of um, governing body of 
you know, Brazil. So he has an outlook that more or less says, I don't really care about protecting the forest. I care about industry. I care about accelerating Brazil, you know, to a higher state this way. And I just disagree with that. I mean, you're you're cutting down vital just resources that are just not able to be regrown, especially at the rate they are doing it and the way they're doing it. They have like forest burns where they just clear out forest area for other things. And it's just like, that's terrible. Like that's not, that's, that's the last thing we need right now. You know, I'm over here, I'm over here baking and melting, you know, probably from climate change shit. Man, that's another thing. Actually, I think I will be able to get to that in the next episode. We're going to talk a little climate change stuff there too. But just a super sad situation. It's really sad. Sorry, I kind of got a little tangent there. But Bolsonaro more or less played the shit down like, oh, well, these two guys got in over their head. They shouldn't have been so adventurous. They, they didn't know what they were doing. And this and this and these two people literally knew what the fuck they were doing. Like, this was this guy's life's work. He wasn't some geek off the street. He wasn't some gringo. Like, he knew what he was doing. The people respected him. And they knew what he was about. Like, they even did, like, a, like a, I think, like, a, a really coy, clever tactic where they, they did tell a person what was going on like where they were going but they they threw off a wrong direction like just in case because you you just never know who you can trust who you can't trust but they needed to get information they needed to like let people know so that's what they did i mean these people weren't stupid they were very savvy to the situation around them and almost maybe maybe a little bit too cocky um you know he was warned about that fisherman Apparently he had, you know, fired shots on another group, like who was on patrol, and he's like, "I'm not scared of them. Like, you know, they're bl- like they're not, you know, they're not going to scare me away." Uh, it's just sad that, you know, two people lost their lives over a project that was very good, that was very wholesome. I really do hope that the work he has compiled does get published. I assume that it will. That'd be great to see because I think it would be very enlightening. I know it's not something that I know a ton about. It's something I've just got a kind of gotten a little bit more hip to as I've been doing the podcast, but I know there's a lot I don't know. But more or less, that wraps up the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, let's see, it's shill mode time. Patreon.com/slash Isaiah News. Uh, any dollar helps. You know, you go on there, you give me a dollar. I'm gonna say thank you. Uh, $5 gets you a name shout out on the podcast and a thank you live on the air. Well, I guess not live on the air, but you know, pre-recorded, whatever. So you get that happening. Also, you get Discord access. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, symbol a posse, if you will. Let's see. Also, there's a free way to contact me. That is gmail.com. So that's News one So that's an option. Also, I do have social pages, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. More or less, just that's just like, you know, promo-y type stuff. But, you know, like I said, sometimes I do post some links to other stuff that I just kind of can't get to keep up with. But I do want to mention, you know, leave a little breadcrumb for you there. But, yeah, thank you for tuning in. I will hopefully see you later in the weekend for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.